Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale Season 2, Episode 1, it's called June. So, full spoilers for the episode of course, as always. Uh, first thing in the title is a nice callback, because Episode 1 of last season was called Offred. So, it's a nice touch, sense. especially since when you get to the end of this episode, thematically, this season being set up as a very different thing, it works really well with the titling of the, the two episodes. Yeah, because obviously, you know, I've seen some stuff since since the end of last season. I saw, you know, how we left off last season with her mm-hmm. getting in the van. That's the end of the book. Which is, which I think, because I was thinking about that during when I was watching this. It's worth mentioning there was two episodes that went up. Episode two, we'll be doing that separately. Uh, yeah, that'll go up sometime tomorrow. But what was interesting to me, I was thinking about that during this, and I was thinking, oh, I wonder, you know, before I watched it, is this going to feel like a continuation where there was like not supposed to be one before? And I have to yeah. give them credit. I, not for a second did it feel like, oh, we've tacked on a new thing after it's supposed to end. Because yeah, d- definitely not yet, at least. Because I, I don't think the ending of season one felt like an ending. You know, at, you know, for the show, it didn't feel like a, an actual ending. Ending the same way that right. in the book, maybe it was like, you know, maybe in the book it was reworded or the way it was presented yeah, it, was more. The idea of it was supposed to be really ominous as to whether yeah. or not she was being arrested or set free. Yeah. Um, whereas here we go, obviously, there's a specific path we go down, and I think, first and foremost, within like three minutes, it reminded me of how awful it could make me feel at any given point in time, <laughs> because yeah, because the opening where she's in the van, and then it turns out all the handmaids from this sector are all in the vans, and they're all been taken, uh, it turns out to be a stadium, but everything is they're being taken, is they're, being, you know, they're getting their Hannibal Lecter masks on, <laughs> and they're getting taken into what turns out to be like a football stadium, and there's just, you know, these gallows set up, uh, with just rows of you know i, I will say the first nurse. half of the episode felt like it went a little bit yeah what is the plural of nooses I, that's what i was that's why i paused i was almost the plural of noose yeah yeah i realized that's why you yeah because yeah. I'd, I'd gone ahead i was like yeah you're right what is the plural I, I i'm going to say it's just noose it's a row of noose not not nooses maybe nooses just sounds weird to me i feel like when there's too many s sounds like that you they make the call and they say no we'll just keep it as noose you might be right on this one yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know enough to argue. So I was going to tell us it's actually niece or something like that. It's, it's, it's a row of niece. I'm like, <laughs> that's the one thing I'm confident it's not. So if someone tells us it is, then oh boy, I do not understand language. Yeah. But hey, so so they, yeah. they all get lined up and they uh, they they get and obviously the entire time I'm thinking, right, okay, I know that you know June's not going to die. Because she's the main character of the show. So the entire time I'm thinking, this has to be like a scare tactic. This is a swerve. They're going to stop it at the last second. And it's all just it's like, this is what's going to happen if you betray us again. If you, you know, because obviously, season finale, they all refuse to, to stone. You know, they all refuse to stone her. was it? Janine to death because of the, because what she did in the bridge with the baby and all the rest of it. And I was like, okay. But I mean, like, did they do this really dark thing where they kill everyone but her? Because she's pregnant, she gets to, to, to live, but everyone else actually gets killed. And they don't. Um, but to its credit, despite the fact that I knew there was no way they were going to go through with doing it, it didn't actually take any of the drama out of the, the slow build and the you know the, the hooded man with the, the lever and all the rest of it. All of it worked. Yeah. No, it's true. I'm sucked into it. I'll get a, a criticism out of the way early. I think right. the first half of the episode goes a little too hard on the almost torture porn of just reminding you that it's, oh, this is all the awful things that we do. And it felt like a lot at once compared to what it oh, was okay. before. All right. Like, it felt like here's a shock to, to remind you sort of thing. I'll be honest, I had way more shock with a thing at the end than I did any of the, t- the torture stuff in the first half. 
Oh, I know, I get that as well. But it's just you know, like, by, by the time I'm like 20 minutes in and we're doing you know, like the, the hand burning, I'm like, True, okay, yeah. I, I see what you're doing, well, I get it. That worked for me more because obviously after like after the whole hanging or the, the almost hanging thing, and then it's like they're outside the school the next day and they're in the rain and they're all holding the stones, but they're you know they've been told to keep their hands out because obviously yeah. they've always been doing this for a while because their arms are all really tired and they're struggling to keep the their arms up, and you know. Lydia finds out, so, oh, Offred's been keeping glorious news from us, oh yeah, divine light intervention, blah 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 blah, religious bollocks, right, and it's like, okay, so you come in now, and she goes to ring the bell, and because we've, we've heard the bell been rung before, but we actually see her go and, like, you know, go into the chamber, unlock the door, and ring the bell, the whole sort of, the minutia of it all, uh, and she, like, you know, brings Offred uh, into, the, into the cafeteria, and sits her down with a tray of food and says, oh, you must eat it. Like, for the next nine months, you'll be treated well. You'll eat the right things. You'll, you'll get the exercise you need. you get fresh air, everything you require so that that baby's uh, well and good and all the rest of it. And and again, going back to like how fantastic uh, Elizabeth Moss's acting is, this is the scene where I was reminded of all the little subtleties, especially since we're at a point now where she's kind of being rebellious and she's kind of saying, screw you, every chance she gets. Yeah. Um, because... She's like, oh, I'm not hungry. And then, you know, Aunt Lydia goes on this big spiel about, you know, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and really hammers at home. The, the, the whole idea that she's the stern, you know, school teacher telling her, you have to do this. And then says, okay, so now we have a bite to eat. And she just slides the tray back and she says, I'm not hungry. And there's just the slightest little smirk. It's not a full on smile to show that she's being, like, overtly defiant, but it's just enough of a smirk to say, I know. I'm getting away with this. At least she thinks she does. She does, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I was like, oh man, okay. That, that, so those little moments, those little just like almost smiles, and the the way she gets away with little things, and it's like, oh, um, like you, you feel like fist pumping every time it, <laughs> every time she gets away with one of them. Is is really strong stuff. But of course, uh, Aunt Lydia takes her to a pregnant handmaid who did fight back and tried to kill tried, a child. Tried to drink bleach, was it? Try, yeah, tried to. Uh, I think it was a uh, drain cleaner specifically. Uh, she tried to drink sure. that and killer baby so now she's held by chain in a room with a guard and all very awful and she seems very out of it and delirious and who knows what else they've been doing to her to, to I mean, obviously nothing that will physically harm her because they want the baby to be okay but yeah they're, they're probably not drugging her or anything like that yeah but everything else and it's just like and again now this show beating you down it's like oh just when you think you've got a little bit of a a win it's like no 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 just, you know misery misery depression everything's doomed you know, that, that was that was a lot of season one up and downs and always kind of worked. Um, but the funny thing is, is I, I was fully expecting this season to be okay. The difference this season is that she's still with the family, she's still with Serena Joy, she's still with the commander Fred, but she's pregnant, so that's a different story for season two. Like, I, I was really expecting that's what this was going to be. But of course, by the time we actually get to the end of this episode, it's like, oh no, they're shaking this up completely. This is a completely different Yeah, she's getting season. out of it. Yeah, um, you know, she's at the, the gynecologist and... And again, like again, this is like a weird flip and like a usual threat. But you know, Serena Joy comes in first. It's the first we've seen of her. And we first see her through the curtain. She's in shadow. Beautiful, you know, shot, intimidating. Because uh, again, this hospital is like so white and clinical, like you know, beyond any actual hospital that exists. It's, yeah. it's probably the most science fictiony. <laughs> the, the, the show it, is. It is. It's because it is. It is a science fiction show, technically. Yeah, no, it is. It's, a, it's a future dystopia. It is, yeah. uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's. It's so rooted in reality that it often doesn't feel it until you get to rooms like this, where it's yeah. like, okay, I see the influence now. And 
you know, Serena Jai comes in, you're like, oh, you, you better not, like, you know, harm my child or whatever. She's, you know, she's proper intelligent. This is the enough of these games, this smart girl bullshit that you've been doing. Because obviously, at this point, she knows about the Scrabble. She knows that, uh, you know, Offred's actually a really smart person uh, if she's given half the chance to show it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, enough of this bullshit. You're not doing this anymore. And June just responds with, hey, we should calm down. Stress is bad for the baby. And Again, it was one of those little victories, this little like you know passive aggressive little moment, and I think it's so unique because how 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 often does a pregnant woman like threaten someone by saying they'll harm the baby they're carrying, which is meant to be their baby? It's an unusual yeah. threat. It, it it is it is. Yeah, you know, I've seen it often. It's not something that comes up very often. It's actually really unique. So is, yeah. Uh, so Phil Pudge, but so they have the exam, and you know again we have like. June looking at them as they're happy, looking at the, the sonogram of the, the baby, like, you know, oh, it's there, you won't get a heartbeat yet, it's too early for that, because obviously it's only five weeks, but, and it's like this moment as well, she's looking at these people who are going to take this baby, who's, you know, neither of them are involved in this. Even right. the commander wasn't the one who impregnated her, it was, it was Nick, so. Yes, exactly. That's the idea that this baby's going to be taken away, uh, again, the awful realities of all this, and just when you're at your worst, when you're really depressed about all this, just when you're, you're really, you know, feeling miserable is there's this other you know another one of the the uh the, the one of the doctors i guess uh in the room who is as he's leaving you know he says one of their little you know religious things that they always say to each yeah, other yeah. blessed day praise under be. his eye yeah one of those and but just as he's leaving he's, he's, he adds on the word june he calls her june before he leaves and she her head snaps around you like oh wait a minute okay who's this yeah. what's going on and you get you get this like this this fill of like hope almost that like someone's here to help and I'm like, okay she's going to find something he's planked something for her and sure enough in her boot there's a key and i immediately thought oh is this a key to the house so she can escape later or what but no no right away there's like a little red mark on it a little red square and there's a little red square over this other door in the room and she's like okay and then she gets outside there's a little red square next to this the stairwell she's to go down it's like oh they've marked marked a path for her it's like, uh, pretty useful to have a master key isn't it yeah and it's really exciting and but at the same, the show's been so good at making me think that we're screwed no matter what. That by the time she got down into the sort of the basement area and she was in like these dark tunnels with the the flashlight and she was like running around, the music was swelling up. I was like, this is going to snap back to her lying on the table still, right? This is all a fantasy. Like I really thought it was going to do that. Really? I legitimately thought they were going to do that. Did, did I don't? Did the show ever do that last year? I don't think it did. I don't. I don't recall it doing it, which is why I don't think that crossed my mind because I don't remember it ever setting up the. The fantasy, because I think there was a couple of times we thought it was. Uh, you know, I remember mm. when when she gave a big speech, and we thought it was, oh, this is a fantasy. You know, she's just. Oh yeah, I remember thinking that as well. Yeah. Um, but so so I think the fact that they didn't do it then that that's made me think, you know, that they're not going to do that anymore, which is probably the the ripe opportunity for them to exploit that. Uh, I mean, that's because I, I think it's the sort of thing they don't have to sell. That's a, that's just a valid technique. I think it can feel cheap, depending. But it can work if you've got a character who is going to fantasize about, you know, escaping or fantasize I, about whatever. I think it's because they actively did the opposite. So in my head, mm. that's just against the rules right now for them to do that. Which is why they'll which, completely. Which is why they will yeah. do it at some point. They'll completely pull the rug out from under you because you think, ah, they'll never do that because they've not done it the last yeah. two times. So exactly, they won't do it this time. Uh, but no, it's just, and she ends up in the back of like a a meat truck, you know, a, you know, you know, cool truck, 
and she's freezing her ass off. But as soon as she gets in, like the driver knows she's in, it starts moving. I'm like, oh, this is all just an elaborate escape. Like they've set this up for her. To... It's, a, it's a proper ruse, this, isn't it? Yeah, and she's in there for a while, and obviously we'll talk about the flashbacks a bit later. But you know, it cuts to a flashback, and we come back, and then this guy like just like brings her out. He's like, hey, come in here. Don't stay inside. Don't go to the windows. Uh, someone will come for you, and you'll you'll be fine. And actually, like one of the most heartfelt little moments in the episode is when she just hugs him and gives him a kiss in the cheek and says thank you. It's like, like it's so rare for her to actually have anyone like show her kindness in this world. And given like how much of a dire strait she's she's in right now and the awful things she's been through, the awful things that you know they're going to put her through while she's pregnant and eventually taking the baby and everything else. Uh, I mean, you know, the masked men brought them all out to the gallows and like basically convinced them that they were being hung until the last possible second where oh no the trap door's not going to not actually yeah. going to fall so uh like and it, it's funny like even though it's been a year since season one even though it's been all this time the moment still plays with all the weight of everything that happened in season one uh it does it to, does yeah to, to its credit i feel like everything feels very fresh nothing feels like oh i can only vaguely remember or anything like that everything yeah, feels no. There was there was a pretty good previously on that caught me up on yeah. all the major beats. Of anything that I, nothing that I felt like oh I'd forgotten that, but more just oh that was a nice refresher. Oh it was yeah, it's nice to get that. It was a good nice good like three minute or so previously yeah. on. It gave, gave gave you everything, even things that weren't relevant to this episode because uh, Off Glen, you know the original Off Glen, who of course you know went away quite early on last season, and we had we, uh, we we spent the whole season expecting it to come back up and just nothing ever happened. And I'm it. still expecting it now, especially since they reminded of his of, of our existence. But they did show that shot of her running over the guy with the car and he, yes. his, his body going splat. I I mean this is not the show that I come to to like for the oh the fun gore, but that was a fun gore moment. <laughs> It was, it was. <laughs> especially when it's the, the the dictators and the you know their version of the SS who are getting smashed. It's way more and... satisfying when it's that way around, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's way it's, more it's, satisfying. At that point, it's satisfying, fun gore instead of okay, this is kind of horrific. I, I think even the way it played it though, because it was more like a gore explosion, whereas everything with the with the handmaids and everything, it's all very slow and sort of disturbing and mm. kind of you know all that kind of stuff. So, and you really feel that as oh god no, uh, but. Uh, it's actually Nick. We've not seen Nick all episode. Nick like steps so It's actually him with his eye contacts who have actually uh, rescued her. Because uh, I wasn't sure where it was going. I wasn't sure who did this. I wasn't sure. You know, was it the resistance? Was it, you know, uh, was was it Luke and Moira? Like something to do with them and what they've set up elsewhere? Or what? yeah, we we didn't really know because there was no hint at this until it just happened. Uh, but this is this is the thing. This is something that season one did. It, it does it with the camera work a lot, where we only get what June actually experiences and sees yeah, herself. Very, very close. Very close. Short field of view. And again, it's the same with uh, at the start. I loved how this was shot when they came out of the tunnel and she, she realises she's in a stadium and she's just looking around. It's not until she turns around and sees the gallows that we see them as well. Like, it, it, things are only revealed to us as it's revealed to her. So, for her, it's a completely oh, this is happening out of nowhere, but it's my chance. I'm going to take it. So you're with her in that. You don't know who's doing this. You're just t- you're just trusting it because what else have you got? You know, yeah. you know. At this point, nothing to lose, right? So pretty much. So, but no, it's Nick. It's like, okay. You're going to stay here for a bit, um, and then when it's safe to move you out of the city, we'll try and do that. Uh, and obviously, so that set up a big bit of the plot of the season. But the really symbolic thing, and this made a lot more sense because I saw the poster for season two. It was her holding her, you know, her hat thing, uh, and right. it was on fire. And I was like, oh, all of a sudden, this this, this like really makes sense to be the thematic start of the season now, uh, because he's like, okay, take your clothes off. You need to cut your hair. Obviously, she's going to be trying to hide in plain sight, so you know, don't want the long hair being obvious. And she takes off her, you know, a red gown and the, the hat and all that, and she she has this moment where she like sees the furnace and she's like, yeah, I'm burning this shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> she puts it all in, douses it, and sets it on fire. Uh, and it's this really nice thematic moment of, yeah, regardless of what happens, if I get caught, I'm looking back to this. You know, I, either I'm escaping or I'm dying now. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm never going back to that life at this point. Yeah, it's, it's funny because this episode kind of feels like a prologue. Yeah, to the rest of the season. And it's funny because this season is three episodes longer. This is a 13 episode season. You're right, it is, yeah. Uh, compared to 10 from last year, so. Uh, uh, but uh, honestly, yeah, the, the pacing, like, this went in really quick for me, I thought. I, again. Oh, yeah, that, that wasn't a criticism oh, yeah. of, of that. I just, it was, cause it, it's often these sorts of shows where you'll have, like, at, at the end of the season, you'll have, like, an epilogue. Mm. But we didn't have that last season. So instead, we kind of got a, a prologue here, setting up the start of the season. Kinda, yeah. Um, it's such a serialized show that I'm sure it'll just feel seamless. But yeah, in a lot of ways, it is, it's, it's, this is the the statement. This is what this yeah, season's going like, to be. Okay, here, here's what you can expect going forward. Yeah. Um, so it's a great big moment. And then she's like, oh, the tag in her ear. She's cutting her hair and she sees the tag in her ear and she's like, I want rid of that. And I, like, this, this is one of those, like, I, I'm fine with most score. Most things don't bother me. But actually cutting into her ear with the scissors was making me squirm. Really? Something awful. Yeah, I, I actually audibly let out like a mm! <laughs> as it was happening. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm okay on this one. I never, I never do that. But just cutting, like that's the thing. See when it's like flesh, it doesn't bother me as much. But because it's it's like, it is so like bendy and rubbery. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so. I, I understand it. I, oh. It didn't bother me in the same way it has you, but I, I understand why ears are a bit different. Yeah. Um... Yeah, ears, obviously, eyeballs are a thing for most people, and I, I yeah, kind of that, agree with that. I'm, I'm with them on the eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, the back of the ankle's another one that can... If they, if they cut the back of the ankle. That, that one? Yeah. Have you have you ever seen someone that's have the back of the ankle slashed and it just splits in half? Yeah, yeah, but... Hasn't bothered uh, you? Not really, no. Alright. What about... <laughs> this is a weird way to bring up, but have you ever seen Antichrist? I've seen the bit you're referring to. Did that bother you? <laughs> that bothered me. Good, good. I think... Uh, I think you're not human. Around. You're not human if that doesn't bother you in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I've not seen the whole movie, but I've seen that bit. Why did you I seek was, out that clip? I didn't. Someone I was living with okay. put it on and went, "Hey guys, check this out." She, she's and it's this big thing as well because she's because the, the blood's like flowing down the side of her face and it's going down, going all going down her, and she has to you know at first it's too painful she has to stop and then she's like, I'm going back for it and she cuts in deeper and then finally pulls the tag off, and. You know, I, I think there's obviously some very visual symbolism here of you know being covered in blood. As she's been rebirthed, she's been birthed anew. Uh, like... I think it's particularly notable given that she just took all the red off to be left in white, and mm. then immediately soaks it in red again. Yeah, but it's her red. She owns this red. It, it is, but I think it's the idea that okay, it's a different path, but it's kind of still similar. It's like you know, it's it's okay. She's not free yet. She's still like okay. It's her blood. It's still red. It... Well, it isn't, isn't it? it she's, obviously, this this world that she's been in still exists, but uh, this is her like, This is her choosing this red. So she's, yeah. by definition, she is living, choosing to live freely instead of what she was before. Even if that freedom means death as soon as she's caught, it's still it's more free because you know, it's her this choice. This show is never particularly subtle, is it? Uh, for, as good as it is, uh, yeah, there's the whole big speech about freedom from Aunt Lydia. Oh yeah, there's freedom for all and freedom too. We're giving you freedom from the the awful barbaric world. Yeah, but now she is free to do what she wants, essentially. Yeah. No, no, no. It all works, but all of it works really well. The final shot of her like standing back up, and it's the light from the window, and it's just this you new know, profile shot. It's, it's stunning. Like, the direction has not skipped a beat. 
No, no, it hasn't. Uh, every, every single scene was like ha- having these little moments. The way it was handled, uh, basically the way I described the direction is this: is so many shots are where you're kind of holding your breath along with her for the next moment. Yeah, it's very suspenseful in that way. It works really well, um, and it's just very sort of empowered by the end of the episode. And you feel like okay, now she's she's an offering now or a June, I should say. I should really should use a real name if I can. Uh, she's a June now who's going to fight back uh, in yeah. some way. Uh, it'll be difficult, sure, and there's a lot of stuff to do. There's, you know, we have to, we still have to get to her daughter somehow. We have to get to her husband somehow. There's a lot of things to do beyond yeah. just like, getting away. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I was I was a little disappointed that because obviously the ending moment is we finally get the inner monologue. Well, we have a little bit of it uh, at the title as well. Right, right. But that that was kind of one of one of my big disappointments. The episode is I didn't get the monologue reacting to any of the other stuff that was happening at the facility. It's like I get why thematically it works. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll, I really I'll defend wanted this. to hear some of it. I'll I'll defend this because I think two 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 reasons here. One, at the end of the episode, it is like, oh, she's really back now. She's you know this like you know, uh, it's actually very similar to a thing that House of Cards did at the start of season two, bizarrely. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a much better show than that. At least I think it is. Um, but and the other thing it does as well, of course, is that she is in a different place than she ha- she was all of season one, right? Like she's in a different place, and it's the idea that she doesn't get her voice back internally even until the end of the episode because she's back to feeling hope or some of some kind again. Like I said, I get it thematically. I, I understand it. It makes sense. It it, it works. I was just I, I wanted to hear some of that confusion you know you know okay this is all so new this this foreign place i wanted Mm. to hear some of how that was affecting her internally as well like you know to see if she was as beaten as she appeared at points or if she was still even there like she's like no no no, it's fine but again i think it's a narrative device i think it's them saying her mind is more blank than it normally is perhaps it is uh, like i said i understand Mm. it it was disappointing to me uh well you're gonna have 12 more episodes of it it's fine i know i know They've made the point. It was very effective, um, and honestly, all that stuff with the escape being silent, I actually think really worked, worked really well. Like I, yeah, I think it added to the mood of it almost. Uh, not that her narration would have killed it; it would have been very different. Uh, but I think that's maybe why it was so exciting as well. Is that because she typically is narrating over these things and she has given her thoughts on it, it gave it a different atmosphere than it maybe normally does. That's fair in other situations. So, uh, I, no, I, th- I think all that that works really well for me. Um, but of course, I do like the the witty uh, inner monologue, and I'm I have no mm-hmm. doubt we'll have tons of it now from. Yeah. Peter like I say, it's not like, it's not so much a critique, more just uh, my personal preference and opinion on it. Yeah. Um. So of course, of course, because uh, that's the thing. After she's in the truck, we actually cut to a scene of the commander and uh, Serena Joy actually talking about the fact that she's missing. Like, oh no, we're putting trips out everywhere because we've got a missing handmaid and she's with child. Like, oh, she's actually gone. That, that was the moment that confirmed to me this wasn't all just some fantasy. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. This, this is it. Priority one. Let's get her back. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Obviously, we had flashbacks as well uh, to... And obviously, we've jumped around a lot in the flashbacks. This seems to be... When things are getting going, we're obviously not at a military state yet, but, you know, we're at this stage where... Uh, she needs her, you know, his look signature to like buy certain things and and stuff of that yeah, nature. But but she's still allowed to work. She's still allowed to work for now. Yeah, she's because we've seen her job before and she's at our our job because we actually recognise her desk and you know, yeah. Everything and else. and that's it's it's quite an important point too when she goes to the hospital as well. Yeah, uh, because the nurse basically berates her. Um, 
and like, hey, so you work full time, you you know, your husband works full time, and we find out the school has this like heavy policy of like, if there's a fever at all, like they have to be home for two days before they come back after they've that's, lost their fever. Uh, that's a pretty normal policy in in, in my experience. Oh sure, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't expect the fallout to be like this. No, I, I think you know it, it's played much harsher. Yeah, but you know that that policy is yeah, I think that's pretty common. I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't know of any such policy when I was in school. But... Uh, it, it wasn't um, fever for for my school. It was specifically if you'd thrown up, um, that was it. Two days you can't be in school because they don't want to spread anything. Because because when they talk about it here, it sounds like it's a like a, a nationwide like. Like they all have these rules that are really harsh now because of like yeah yeah maybe like, like I said but the, like that, that was pretty common to just to stop the spread of disease because you know kids they're all packed in pretty tight it's, it's oh sure it's, like no I mean it was recommended to not to not go back to school if you were obviously oh but, it was a hard rule in my school um but you know I I don't recall I mean I certainly never encountered it so uh, I mean it makes sense like I'm not saying it's a bad idea um. But the way it's used here is very severely punished. It's very no, no. You're clearly being a bad parent. You should probably give up your job because you can't be at home with your child. Like that's basically what she implies. Uh, there's yeah. even a small moment uh, of racism as well when she's like, "Because don't get me wrong, there's nothing necessarily wrong with asking, oh, is the, the child biologically yours?'" But the way she phrases it, the way the, the you know the, the inflex in her face as she says says that line, there's clearly a little bit of like, "Oh, so so you you have a mixed relationship then?" Like there was kind of an implication there. I thought. From the way she said that. Okay. Uh, I didn't get it from that, to be honest, but. No, no, I, I, I was, I was getting some of this because obviously we know that, uh, you know, when once Gilead forms, like you know, they're, they're hanging gay people and everything else, so it makes sense to me that there's a, there's the racism goes along with it. I think that's something that's going to be really interesting to see this this season. The 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 present day by our standards, yeah, the flashback stuff. Mm. Because obviously. Season one was written, you know, pre twenty sixteen election, <laughs> which is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which you know, so it was very topical at the time, even then. But now it's like it's a it's a whole different ball game. Which is funny because I almost think they don't have to even change it, and it was it was so on point with all of that that it almost doesn't even have to. Right, I think that's almost my worry is if they go too on the nose rather than just sticking the course. Um. Oh, I don't see any evidence of any no, change no, in this there, one. There yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just, I, like I say, I just, I, I hope they don't reference anything in particular. Um, this is you coming up with worries based on nothing. You always do uh, this. It's just not. I'm just, it's, it's just taking the fact that it's a, a possibility. I'm just, I'm just putting out that. I'm like, in this is the episode one. I'm like, yo, what I'm expecting from the season. I hope this doesn't happen. I'm not okay. going to mention it again unless it happens. <laughs> you always do this. So you always do this at the start of a season. You always say, I hope we don't do this and I hope we don't do that. You always bring up tons of things. You, you come up with all these scenarios of things they'll do that will piss you off. And you're like, oh, I hope we don't do this. It's just something that crossed my mind. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I hope it stays on point, to, true, true to what it is, and not, you know, okay, let's cash in a little bit. <sighs> Give them some credit. Like I said, just, it's just something I mentioned once, unless it happens. But no, we get you know, like, like surely after season one, they have some benefit of the doubt not to assume they're going to do anything like that. There's know. lots of things you could say. Oh, I hope we don't do this. Yeah, I hope we don't have like some silly action sequence in episode three where a plane cl- crashes and then someone cocks a shotgun and says, "I'm going to kill all the bad guys" because that would feel kind of weird in the show. 
Sure, but what I'm talking about is a much smaller thing and, and <laughs> much more plausible to happen. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm not going, yeah, don't do not do a big plane crash. That's that's a completely different scenario. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the, 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 <laughs> by the time we get to the end of the season, it may or may not be Mad June Gilead Road, all right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, if they can get me to there in a believable way, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so we see this stuff and we see that uh, like she's just heavily criticised for for not, like, basically saying that she's an unfit mother, even though she's not like literally, she, she did what she thought was right, it sounds like a reasonable thing for a parent to assume, it's like, oh it's a bit of a fever give, give them some, some medicine and send them on their way, it wasn't that bad, and she's heavily criticised for it, I mean, you know, maybe it's a mistake but you know what, parents make mistakes, that's saying the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, the, the implication was that they, they, that she didn't want to take the lose the money from a day off work, essentially, to just look after a sick kid. Yeah, obviously a foreshadowing of, oh, this is why women shouldn't work, because they should be home to look after the children all the time. Exactly. Uh, and that, that sort of attitude. That, that's definitely what they're getting at there. And even like when she gets back and like looks watching the TV and there's been some big attack in, you know, in Washington and the White House is blown up and all the rest of it, and... You know, she's trying to like she'll pay attention to the news and ask look what's going on. But her, you know, her kids like, hey, mom, st- come sleep with me, come, come, don't leave me, about you know, alone. Yeah. And she's literally at one point like halfway between her and the the front room with Luke and the TV, and she has to like sort of make this choice to go and and it's almost like she's she's let it get to her where she's like no i have to go be the perfect mother right now even though this is clearly important stuff that i should be aware of that's happening and and all that um so it it really got those points across and um yeah i I think it's done a good job with the flashbacks i think obviously some we've seen other shows with flashbacks kind of like lose their way a bit lose their way and obviously this show never doesn't have a flashback every episode necessarily but whenever it's done flashbacks it's always been very relevant very thematically uh, on point topics and and scenes so no it's, it's also it's, it's nice to get a bit of a puzzle because we are jumping around all the timeline all the time like you know we've had flashbacks from right before like the start of the show we've had flashbacks you know to before anything started happening when it was just her meeting luke and all the rest of it um yeah so be curious to see how all this uh plays out um but no i, I thought this was a fantastic uh return uh this first yeah, episode. yeah i thought it was pretty pretty damn good yeah, uh, direction's not much to beat, I have to say. So, uh, no, great stuff. Great, great first episode back. So, yeah, look forward to watching episode two. We'll have the review up for that probably tomorrow, so you can look forward to that pretty quickly. And then it's one a week for the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, maybe they'll do a double at the end or something, but uh, at least until then, uh, one a week. So We'll assume it's that. Yeah, so so that is us. Uh, by all means, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. There's a link in the description. You can do that over there. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. And you can also find the audio versions of this in our uh, one of our uh, podcast feeds. There's a link in the description to that as well. Uh, so, But that is us. So thank you once again. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?